you who are about to experience the corpse cast, we would advise any listener who may be ill, pregnant, or of weak constitution to reconsider listening to the show for fear of an onset of health issues related to encountering bouts of pure shock or fright. For those who wish to continue, just remember to avoid fainting. Keep repeating, it's only a podcast, only a podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 341 of the Corpse Cast. I'm Mike. I'm Steve. And uh, we are we, we got a good one for you today. And why do we have a good one for you? Outside of the fact that we have a good ones for you every time we record. This one is going to let you know exactly how old we are. Because we both chose a movie from the year that we graduated high school. Yeah, approximately so, how old I am. Yeah, well, I mean, right. You know, I, I was held back six years. Listen, so. I also understand that when they uh, when we're talking about 1933's King Kong... <laughs> It, uh, I think like they'll have a great idea. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, man, how's it going? Good, you? Man, I'm good. Uh, there's been a lot going on. We have our Christmas stuff up. I know. Watch, getting watching some Christmas horror movies, man. You got now. Here's the thing. Steve Gate kept me. Okay. Yeah. He walked in. Holiday. It is a week before Thanksgiving, and you got your stuff. No, we've had it up for a week and a half. Bro. My my thing is let the holiday be the holiday. Well, you're, and? you're, you're this is this is Thanksgiving. What's your point? Thanksgiving like I said, is meaningless you, if you're you in liberals Christmas. don't even like Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is meaningless. What do you mean I don't like? I, I like I like being grateful. I say you people. And I like food. You No, but this one is more... Yeah, well, that's a good point. But that's not how people see it. They see it about the extermination well, of indigenous see, people. Well, I mean, right? sure. There's that whole thing, but I mean, I like food. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Food always is, uh, always is above, more important you know, to me than indigenous yeah. people. No, 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 no. Well, oh, man. <laughs> Why don't Why don't we get started on a on a good yeah. fun note? But like I just that. I just well you know I love the uh, pagan aspect of Christmas. Well, and, and let me let me explain to you why too because of, of what of why it's up so early. Uh, well, the kids. Well, well, okay, yeah, that's that's the reason I'm going to tell the normies, right? But uh, there's I, there uh, I made a list of and there's like forty horror like Christmas horror movies, right? Yeah, and there's no better place to watch them. Then snuggled in your own house with the Christmas stuff on. You're watching Christmas Evil, and you're watching Silent Night, uh, Deadly Night, and all these things. And it's like, it's just best around there. And I, I, I honestly, I like Halloween season better. But even though I like Christmas season because right. the lights and all that, so right. I, I do like it. But it's very, it's very similar in coolness to me. Like so, like I hear you. Like because we have our Halloween stuff up, and you get to watch all the spooky movies. Then we put up, I put up my Christmas stuff almost immediately. You know. And then you get to watch all those. But then January rolls around, and you're like, man, I'm bored. <laughs> My house looks boring again. <laughs> and it's cold. Like there's nothing. Yeah, it's cold and I'm yeah. grumpy. And right, right, right. I'm so old that Interview with the Vampire came out the year I was I <laughs> oh graduated. God. Now, here's the thing, is that Mike has already informed me that we're going to be doing holiday horror movies. For the next three episodes. And he's going to make me watch all of them. No, yeah, no, You're no. going to like, dude... I think maybe we should do this. No, maybe this one. And I'm going to have to see. And he's already seen them all. He's he's seen every one of them. Well, I have not seen um, It's a Wonderful Knife because it's in theaters. <laughs> oh, it's okay, in theaters okay. and I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, yeah. I do, I do want to see Thanksgiving, or sorry, Thanksgiving now. I do want to see that. Yeah, the new Eli Roth. Yeah, I, yeah, just, and, well, I haven't got around to it. So we can say the actor's strike is over. 
So we can talk about modern movies now? Is that what it is? No, bro. I don't care about the stress. Oh, okay. I don't, we, I can, do. we can talk about, I mean, I, I mean, listen. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, now, now you're like, oh, care. I mean, yeah, good. I don't want, I mean, it's, it's uh, good for them. Right. You know, for, I right. mean, I, I, I actually, it's weird. Cause I support, I supported them against the, the big amalgam, you know, the, the big Hollywood uh, pedophile ring and all this, you know, and they're getting all the money. No, don't give it to what? the pet, the, the, the overall Hollywood machine. Who have sex parties with young children? What do you? That's what I heard. Okay. Okay. So All right. no, but no, but the people and they're. I mean, I I get that they're also you know they're rich and whatever. But the thing is, is using AI to um to uh, um replace somebody's bad have not getting paid because of a new distribution model. You know, it's like that doesn't make sense to right. me. Right. And it's kind of like when people complain about like uh, this will this will be better because right. I, I won't go into conspiracy theories about the Hollywood elite. But uh, um, it's like somebody is like will say, "Man, those football players, man, they make way too much money." I'm like, it's an inter- it's a business, it's entertainment. Who 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 do you think is going to get that money if not for the players? You right, know, because right. yeah, I mean, it's the owners, it's this, you know. And I get that there's also other people involved too, but it's like if you if you put a limit on how much they make, which they do, they put a salary a cap, cap, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is it's just I mean, it's just more for the old Jerry right, Joneses right. ring, you know, wringing their hands, oh, give me more money. I, I will, I will take the blood of children and put it in my so I can. Okay, so I can't blood help of, it. I can't help it. The rich hate children. I the super rich hate t- little kids. I don't know what the deal is with me, but that's, I, yeah, I always assume yeah. that's the case. See, my thing about the AI is it it is affects all everybody that's acting and, and writing in movies down to like you know laugh tracks and like TV sitcoms and stuff. Yeah. Huh? So what I've heard, what I understand is like laugh, tra- laugh tracks come or they're recorded in the 50s. Right. Uh-huh. You know, so they're using the same fucking laugh Do track. Do people for... still use those? Like oh, yeah, shows? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I don't watch TV. But I don't I mean, really watch I mean, shows, yeah. You know, so, they're, so th- all those people are dead, but they're still using their laughter. Right. You know, so with AI, like people like um, use extras, extras. Oh, yeah. You know, then they can just AI extras in and not pay actors wonder, to be extra. This is a this is a big thing. It is, that, a, is it's that, a thing. Okay, so I yeah. thought I thought it was a different type of thing. No, because I know they do that. I mean, I know that like if you go see, like if a football movie were to come right, out right, right now, the AI would be the people in the stands, right? Right, right. So, the, and, I don't you know, necessarily I know they see could a use like, that. like, well, I do. I mean, come on, you got to you know, let's pay people to be in movies. Okay, I I mean, I don't I, mean, I don't I see it more of a. Of a using a person's likeness. I mean, if you make mm-hmm, a bunch of mm-hmm. like, of like nondescript people, and I mean, I see what you're doing because, because uh, I mean, I see, I see your point. I don't know if, how how much I care about. I mean, not how, how much I don't. I mean, because it's a thing. I mean, you can make those in in the. They've been doing it. They've been cutting and pasting right, spots, right, sure, you know, sure. forever, and putting cardboard audiences. And but to me, it's a slippery slope. You know, you start know. with this. Then you know. Well, they're not using anybody know. specific. Anyways, but, we could have this. Yeah, and, and then whatever. you know, using people's likeness without paying them. Well, see, and that, and, you know. and see, that's more of what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. They which did is that, what was Black Mirror did a mm-hmm. did a thing about right, that, which right. I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, but it starts with the extras, because you know, what mm. what's the union in on that? What what do they have? What rights do they have? Yeah, I don't know. You know, and so they they start, and that's how they start bringing it in, perfecting it. And, but uh, the difference you know, is, I don't up. think the extras are. I mean, okay, maybe I'm, maybe I totally don't understand how yeah. extras work, but it's like the integrity of the art, are though are is upheld in my opinion more by 
the actors, the writers, the directors, and okay, and other things. So I mean, I that's not really something that concerns me. But have you ever seen a movie where the extra fucked up that scene? Yeah, yeah. That, that's another reason why we should get rid of him. Remember the Ten Commandments so, but, back in whatever the dude stepped in the fire. Right, you should have right. got rid of that guy. But we should use CG on that. That's how important extras can be. Well, I mean, important. Why? Oh yeah, they screwed up a movie. Okay. But the, but the equally, I don't equally think, they can be they can make a scene. I think we're going to agree to disagree because okay, I cool. think in more, in my opinion, it's more cases than not they're just background noise. Of, no, I hear you. Know, you. I hear you. But uh, okay, so cool. Yeah, so. Like I said, we're doing movies from the year we graduated. Right. What did you pick, Stephen? Oh, well, I was going to do like go through list of movies. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Y- yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, have, yeah, yeah. I, I, could, I could pull one up real yeah. quick. Go ahead. All right. So let's go back. Uh, let's, uh, let's go back to 1988. Oh, my gosh. 88. Wow. How old are Which, you? I know. I know. Right? 88. 1988. And we, 1988, Michael, I've got to tell you. Great year for horror. Dude, 1980, it was a great year for life. Right. Great year for horror. We have Hellbound Hellraiser 2. Oh, my God. We have my, one of my personal all-time greatest favorites, Night of the Demons. Uh-huh. We have the first of the great child's play. Yep. Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. We have a remake of The Blob. We have Friday the 13th, New Blood. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, wax work. Mm-hmm. We've got brain damage, Phantasm Two. Okay, right? I love those. Dead Boy. Heat, Monkey Shines, uh-huh. American Ooh, oh, Gothic. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bad Dreams, Evil Dead Trap, and one we've done already. Evil Dead Trap. Have you seen that? It's no, a, I haven't. It's a, I think it's a it's an Asian one. I can't remember. Oh, Japanese okay. Trends, All right, but it's really cool. It's on Shutter if you have it. All right. Um, one that you and I have done is uh, Fright Night. Part two. Part two. We have Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Maniac Cop. Yeah, classic. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Mm-hmm. Return of the Living Dead 2. Right? Oh, and on and on. One, another great one. Serpent in the Rainbow. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah, good yeah, one. yeah. Um, also, controversial. Um, I would not say they're horror movies, but they're kind of on some list. I've seen them listed as horror movies. I don't think they're horror movies. And that would be one of my all-time favorites, Heather's. Yeah, yeah. Which it's I would think kind is of a, a dark like a comedy. Dark comedy, but, right? But that's good. I mean, I yeah. think we, if you wanted to do that on the show, I, I think that fits good enough. We, I mean, for hell's sake, we did uh, exploitation. Oh yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. Which Heather is, you know, Christian Slater yeah. winner. And speaking of Winona, mm-hmm. Winona Ryder, Beetlejuice. Oh, that came out. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, came out. Cool. You know, and is that a horror movie? I don't think it's a horror movie. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I don't I don't know. We're not gonna nitpick because that's good enough. It's got a right. it's got right. a death and so I had a lot to choose from. Yeah. As far as a so horror. So what made you choose the one you did? Um I think what made me choose is just a personal favorite and just how Ooh. I think how important I think this movie was for the time. Mm-hmm. And that is Nightmare on Elm Street Four, The Dream Master. With a dream. Oh, that was that, wrong that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> so in 94. 90, yeah. And the, and I was thinking, I was looking through the thing. I mean, I've got some here, but have you ever seen the movie Cemetery Man? Which with No, I Rupert haven't. Everett. I've heard of it never seen Bro, it. Bro. Yeah. You, out of everybody on this planet, would appreciate this movie more than almost anyone that I know in my whole life. Why? Because there is a woman in there named Anna Falci. <laughs> Ooh. With Tiggo Biddies. 
Mm. And she's, it's, let's just say it's very hot, but it's actually a really good movie. It's got Rupert Everett. Uh, is that is that the right guy? Rupert? Yeah, Rupert Everett. But it's a really fun movie. It's 1994. I thought it was earlier. It looks, it's Italian. Maybe it just looked a little weird. Nice. But you have to watch this. All right. I am telling you right now. You, okay. I mean, I know you, you like me right now, right? But you will like, like me after you watch How this. How can I like you even more? The, you'll find out after you watch Cemetery Man on my... Uh, you're my you're my best friend. How can how can bro? How how can you be my best? Here here's best the thing. Friend? Here's the thing. Right. I will be your double best friend after you watch this movie. That's a lot. It's dude. Just for Anna Fauci alone. I promise. I, I want to go. I'm going to go home and watch it tonight. Dude, you should. I'm not. I'm not even like you. The movie's yeah. really good. Actually, it's funny. all right. The Cemetery ending, Man. The ending. You're like, what in the shit? I like you that. Know? I like that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you will. There. It, it's called Della Morte Della More. If you, nice. Uh, if you see it in the Italian, that's what it's named in, in Italy, but it's Cemetery Man. I promise you, you will fall in love with Anna Falci immediately. Nice. And I know your tastes, and I know that this will <laughs> fall right into it. You will love it. I didn't I didn't choose that because we've already done it on the show. Right. Um, there's a movie called... Uh, there's a lot in 94. There's a, yeah. there's a, it's good. There's it, some good stuff. There's some good stuff. It's um, And here's the thing, though, because it's like a lot of people will talk about the 90s, like the redheaded stepchild, right. which, by right. the way, I have one. Of, uh, which is so I shouldn't really say that out loud, but uh, the redheaded stepchild of the decades of horror. Right. But the thing is, is when I was there, I don't remember there being a big lull in horror movies. I mean, we had like, but while we also had uh, full moon features going full bore, right? You know, we had uh, you know all those things, but we had the Dark Angel Ascent, which was good. Brain Scan with uh, Edward Furlong, remember? Remember oh. that one with the when the CD ROM and all right. the, when the right. CG was really new. It's like, right. Ghoulies 4. Uh, Ghoulies 4 is not my favorite because that would be Ghoulies 2. Right. But my favorite, sir, you know, like, like subtitle for Ghoulies is Ghoulies 3. Ghoulies go to college. I do love that. <laughs> In the Mouth of Madness is also amazing. Oh, that's a good one. It's a good one. But that's we've done one. it on the show. Right. Um, Leprechaun 2, which, you know, it's funny. Mm. Dude, wait till March. Wait till February, March, because I just bought, I told you, I bought the, uh, <laughs> that's right. I bought the, the seven disc, <laughs> whatever, so. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein with Kenneth Branagh and Robert De Niro, which I had not seen. I don't remember if that's any good. I saw. I it. I it was it was a hit and miss for me. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I have mean, to watch it. I love De Niro. I love I, Kenneth Branagh. Like right, those new right. where he plays Hercule Poirot. Oh like, right. He those are really good. I enjoy the yeah. crap out of those. But it uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein was. Yeah, I I, I can't remember. Yeah. But there was Wolf with Jack. Nicholson. Yeah. Hey, don't look so scared. Or yeah, I can't, I can't, that's he says that in there. But uh let's see, what else was there? Um Phantasm Three, Night oh. of the Demons Two. Right. So there you go. Angela is having another party. Oh man. Pumpkinhead Two Blood Wings, which is Puppet Master Five, the final chapter. That was a chef's kiss, folks, if you didn't know. Shrunken Heads, which is also a full moon feature. Shrunken Heads, uh Skeeter. Which is about a giant mosquito, <laughs> and it's bad. The stand, the TV, mid, mid, mid oh, the stand. right. I I actually really like that a long time ago. I have the I have the VHS here somewhere. Nice. I, I, I'm sure I I'm sure I have it on my digital right, library right, right. as well. But um, there's that one guy bomb da bomb da bomb. I was just like I cannot watch this movie because that guy irritated him. Sorceress by Jim Wynorski. That's oh. the one with the with the lion winged, you know, whatever with the two chicks. It didn't. Don't understand how much dudes like looking at boobies. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta love that one. Subspecies three bloodlust, which is another uh, the full moon, but it's an amazing one. Uh, let's see, new nightmare came out. Ooh, we could have done that one. 
Uh, but Witchcraft 6, The Devil's Mistress, a.k.a. Witchcraft 666. And by the way, Witchcraft, I think they're, I think they're like softcore porn horror No, ones. yeah. And I haven't seen one of them ever, which is strange for, for me. But it's like, I, I remember, I always try to like remember to watch those, but I never do for some reason. <laughs> nice. But anyway, okay. Um, uh, any big like horror releases? In 94? Yeah. Those are it. I mean, and, wow. And I've got some, I have some stuff to talk. I think Interview with the Vampire was probably the widest released horror movie. It was a big one. Yeah. That, that, was, that, that was a big, big moneymaker. It was like a, yeah. a, like a culture shifter. I mean, what else did Forrest Gump come in? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You like, know, um, Green Mile, I think, maybe. I don't, bro, I don't. I only know the years of horror movies. Uh, I, hear okay, you. So. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, did, well, here now we're back from how was your Halloween? Mm-hmm. How was your Halloween? It was great, man. It was. Uh, I mean, it was just chill. We uh, uh, trick treating. You know, my my kids are too big, so they went to a party and just kind of chilled out and had a good time. And nice. You know, it was very relaxing. It's watch scary movies, of course. How about you? Uh, yeah, good. We, I think we had like seven treaters. It's all trunk or treat now. Yeah, I you mean, know, but let's, let's be yeah. honest with you. I mean, it's it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. On in the fact that you don't get to explore the neighborhoods and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I sit on the porch. Yeah. You know, I I've got candy. I want I want to give. I want to hand out to the kids. Uh-huh. Enjoy it. You, know? you and the Hollywood yeah. elite. Right. But um, <laughs> see anything good? Uh, like as far as movies go. Yeah. You, yes. Any, anything you'd recommend? Yes, I I saw a lot of things I would recommend. Yeah. Okay. You have anything you want to go first? Or you want me to go? Uh, but, I'll t- I'll talk about when evil lurks. Yeah, that okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that was that was on the top of my Man. list. What a killer movie! That movie, I I you know I remember when I told you I was going to watch it, and your reply was, "I wish I could be you, so I could watch it for the first time again." Yeah. And now I know you know <laughs> yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. That movie is it perfect? I don't know if it's Maybe. perfect, but it is absolutely awesome it's one of those that make you excited for horror again i think you know and it's like i watch that i'm like oh my gosh Ooh, this is giving me the little excitement twinges right you know yeah no that's there was some other good stuff i watched i I rewatched um jacob's ladder 1991 that's a nice one yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know and tim robbins is always just so yeah Mm -hmm. oh man and elizabeth pena and uh, uh danny aiello and um um vin rings Oh, I can't remember. I didn't remember he was in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, I thought his first his first role was Winston Marsalis. Uh, yeah, and Jason Alexander. No way. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time for that one. Right, for me. and Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> Did he just look at the camera? Ah, yeah. Well, he died. Oh, <laughs> he got hit by a car on his bike. Oh, good. Well, after seeing that, what was the one where he played the the the, the evil, the good son? The good son. Right, I remember. Right. I just I kind of wanted him to die ever since. So it's like I'm sure he's no, a nice. It's fellow. one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, love that movie. So, okay, so I I went and I watched all the all the uh, I, I watched uh, I I gotta talk I gotta talk to you about someone. Oh no, I watched all of the um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, oh, I you skipped, did. I skipped the first one. Because it's like I've seen that a bunch. Can of you times. do that? Can you skip the first? Well, one? I mean, you don't. It's already in my whatever. Because I'm just like, okay, well, let's just get you know, let's just watch these. Oh, why not? You know, so I watched. Right. So you went right to the gay two, one. And, no, <laughs> no, and I actually skipped. I actually skipped three too because one and three are my two favorites, right. and I watch those all the time. Okay. So I was going. Right. I'll watch right. the ones that I haven't seen, and I watched all the way through part six. So I didn't right. watch uh, the new nightmare either. You know what? I do have a fondness for the second one. I don't. I. 
this is what I have to yeah. talk about. I do not like the second one. Yeah, I like it. And it's like, and it's and it's not because he's gay. It's because he's annoying as fuck. There is that, but I, I just find it really hilarious. Like with the uh, with the, the the shower scene, getting his. his oh, well, <laughs> you know, what's so funny is like I watched that as a kid, and I'm yeah, just like, yeah. I, I had I was so naive, I wasn't like. Right. Damn, that's you know, I was just like whatever that I watched it again, I'm like, oh sh oh wow. Right. Then he finds his coach in the in the leather daddy bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, you know what that's yeah. that's fine. It's like yeah. it's not a big deal. That does not bother me. What bothers me is he's him crying, him screeching, oh, right, right. him talking to his friend, and I'm just like, Oh yeah. I'm like, I would bully the fuck out of this kid if he <laughs> acted like that around me and I was in high school in nineteen eighty eight or whatever it was. But I had some good Freddy stuff. Yeah, 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 except for the end too. I mean, all of a sudden right. they, they break the big rule. He's out running around because right, like, he's right, not—he's right. not quite what, as dangerous. Right yeah. In, yeah, yeah, he's not as dangerous when he's just running around like a five foot seven, you know, <laughs> inch guy. You know, I don't know how tall he is, but I don't think Ooh, Robert England. Yeah, I don't—I don't know how yeah. tall he. I mean, he might be six foot. Who knows? But I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. So it's like, yeah. but you know, he's just walking around like this. I'm like, bro, just just give him like a little juke and he's gone. You know. But uh, but no, um, but some of the ones that people complain about about being bad, like like, we're, we're, like what like what? Uh, yeah, like the dream child and oh in the in the one where uh, that I can't what's the six oh Freddy's dead Freddy's dead where right. they where there's the three I think those are great man yeah 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 it's like yeah they're shitty but I mean they're fun right and I watched those and I, right. so I watched all those again um, I watched a movie called Bring Her to Me. Ooh. Which is a brand new one on Full Moon streaming. All right, and it's and so he's making these movies, and they're not as good. They're don't they're not like they don't have the same feel as the old ones did, you know, back in the nineties, whatever. But this one actually was really good, and it was like it was this. Uh, I I won't even tell. You. Just go look at it. it's called Bring Her to Me from twenty twenty three. I I thought it was really worth my time, and I'm not just saying that because I spent like sixty bucks for a year subscription to to the, to the channel. <laughs> No, but that channel is actually really cool because it's got a lot of like old exploitation and like sex exploitation. Oh, nice! All sorts of filthy, gnarly stuff on there. So it's like I have to watch that. You know, I like filthy, no one's gnarly. Around. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a good one. It's got all like the old. Oh shoot! Uh, what was that called? The Blue Underground releases or something like that, or something weird video. Anyways, it's got a lot of that old. I can't remember exactly. Nice, but it's got a lot of that old stuff. Um, I did. I did watch a movie that I really liked. Um, Suitable Flesh from twenty twenty three. It, now, of course, I can't remember any names, but it's got. Uh, um, I'm gonna look it up because uh, Heather Graham mm. was in this, and she's looking smoking. Let's see. Let me see. I know you have to. You have to listen to me type for a minute. Sorry about that. It's also it has uh, our our girl uh, Barbara Crampton in it. Um, those are kind of the two women in it, but it's it's also got Jonathan Shake Shake. He's like an old guy I used to like. He was in this movie called the. Of course, I can't remember what that movie's called now. It was it was back one of those like pretty boy, um, pretty boy like uh, vampire movies from like back in the nineties. And it's like uh, he was in that thing you do. Remember? Do I love that movie? Do, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. He was like the. He was like the the boyfriend, the original oh, boyfriend. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So he, oh, the Forsaken is what was what he was in. Right. The one I'm talking about. But um, yeah, so that was really good. Joe Lynch, uh, the guy who did uh, Wrong Turn Two, and a couple other things like that, a, a buddy of, of uh, Adam Green's, they do that podcast together. Right, right. Really, I I enjoyed the crap out of that movie. I thought it was great. It did, was a, 
Did you go to any haunts this Halloween? No, I didn't. No, I never neither made did it I. I didn't make I, it. I, out. I didn't make it out. So. You know, and we live right close to like so many good haunts. Like, and it's just it's a you bummer. Know? Yeah. Also watched um, the last one I'll talk about is Five Nights at Freddy's. Sue me, I liked it. I did liked you? it good enough. It was okay. I mean, I haven't seen it yet. It's like, I mean, it's like, how close to Willy's Wonderland is it? It's, it's, it's funny because Willy's Wonderland. What you have to understand is. This has a whole like my son, like like a long time ago, he brought me his uh, his tablet. He's like, Dad, I want this Five Nights at Freddy's, and I'm like, Freddy Krueger, what? Right, know, what's right. Going on? And I got this game, and it's like you just sit there and you look at a bunch of TV screens and you open and close doors, or else oh, they oh. jump scare you. Oh, okay, you know? okay. It's a really cheap thing. A guy named Scott Cawthon, um put it together, and it's just a really simple thing. But it got better and better. You know, they made a ton of like sequels. And so for fans of that, apparently there were a lot of those nods in the in the movie itself. Oh, nice. So if you're a fan of those games, which I assume I, I think they they did they did, you know, do some service for those guys, right? But to to me it was just like a normal thing. It's it's similar to that. Right, um, right. I mean But it's not so much like that, it's like Oh, these are the same thing. Well, it doesn't have Nick Cage, which which kind of is a bummer. <laughs> right. It's got more of a backstory. Nick for Cage thing. can't be in everything. I know, I know, I know we, I know we want him to be, but he can't be, and that's why, that's why this world will never be perfect, right? But no, it was good. I liked it. I mean, it's hard to. It, they're they're fairly similar, but I think that I think I'll actually. I don't know with Nick Cage. I like the Nick Cage one better. You know? Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, this one it was fun to see. Like my sons watch it and and, and them enjoy it and all that cool. stuff too. Anyway, cool. All right. I'll check it out. So why don't we do this? Um, I got a bone saw lined up, so why don't we play that intro and be right back? You know how hard it is for me not to. Yeah, how yeah, hard is it? Yeah, how hard is it, Stephen? It, it's it's how hard. I don't know what's what's more difficult for me not to do when you say give me the bass, you know, not to replay the baseline, the yeah. baseline, you know, like <sighs> to do that. And then when you say bone saw, I'm I'm holding myself back, just so you know that I've been dealing with children. Yeah, you know it's true. I'm holding myself back. Free. All right, so this one is a little bit close to home. Maybe it's a little too close to home to be to be a good bone saw, but there's no rules for the bone saw, okay? There are no rules. Um, well, I mean, there's rules, but there's. I mean, I made it up so I can make the rules. Okay, okay, okay and you can so, break the rules. Well, there was no rule in the first place. Then how can you break any rules if you don't? Uh, have yeah, a, that's uh, a good point. I didn't yeah, break anything yeah. up here, guys. Um, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about. Um, Mr. Lobo, no, yeah. a horror host extraordinaire. Uh, he started a local Sacramento TV station in 2001 or, or thereabouts. Um, in around 2012, he was recruited by a guy from Virginia to come and headline a zombie TV network. And, uh, that was the one that we got called on to, to do our video show for. So I've actually known him since about 2013. He does a show called Cinema Insomnia, which is kind of a typical, um, uh, you know, horror host. Well, he'll he'll do an intro, and then then they'll play a little bit of the movie. Then he'll come back, but he's got his own little shtick. He's got his like things, that, and it's fun. You know, it, it's super fun. The the movies that they play all the time. You know, just like every other horror host, the movies they play aren't great. <laughs> you know, except for Joe Bob because Joe Bob has the 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 Shutter Library. But right, right. a lot of these guys are working with either movies that they can um, know the people from, or that they can get from uh, the the public domain. So, you know, so so he's kind of got that dealing with, but he's been doing it for 20 years. Um, and uh, 
He's he's got his own website, Roku channel, all this thing he does. These he puts in so much work, like it's wild because he'll do like like streams like three times a week on Twitch, where he'll be there for four hours and uh, just basically entertaining, showing, playing games with people on you know on the on the Twitch channel. It's fun. He did start OSI seventy four, which and you know and all uh, what do you call that? Uh, just to be uh, transparent. That's where Mike Cadaver's Horror Pub Trivia is on, you know, the, ah. the OSI 74. But the thing is, he's got, he, he basically gave guys like me and people who are, have way better shows, much more um, established and higher quality and all that stuff, a place to have a home on, you know, on the Roku. Hold on, better shows than this show? Well, no, then Mike could ever swear. Oh, okay. Trivia. No, because okay. <laughs> this show is a great show. No, 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 no. We this give show, you quality this entertainment. This show is the best. The best. Okay. Not yeah. just good. Right. Okay. I'm just teasing. Okay. But uh, no, so I want to <laughs> give it to him. He's he's such a great, fun guy, and he's been fun to work with. He's been doing this. He works, he's he been doing it for 20 years. He works so very hard. He's He brings, he's got a lot of fun side characters. He's got his own shtick. One of my funniest, one of the funniest things I think he's got is every time they'll be like, oh, we're, what's that? What's that one movie with uh, Rucker Hauer where where uh, there's um, all the AI robots and shit? What's that? Called? I can't remember. Right? AI robots. Oh, it's it's. I have it. Anyways, they're like, oh, we're gonna be doing that one show. By God, I know I'm an idiot because I can't remember that the name of the movie with uh, with Han Solo in it. Oh, what Blade Runner? Blade Runner. He's oh. like, yeah, we're gonna be watching Blade Runner today. Great fucking movie. And we're all like, yeah, I, I know, I agree. I haven't seen it in a while, but. But he's like, yeah, we're going to be watching Blade Runner. And he'll be like, oh, what's that? What's, oh, we can't show Blade Runner? Oh, why not? Because we couldn't get the rights to it? Oh, so what we have. And then he always brings out this sh- like, shitty ripoff of Bl- of that movie. <laughs> so he'll do that every episode, but with a new, you know, nice. a different movie. And so it's, it's, just, it's just a fun time. And, and uh, to, to be honest with you, sometimes when I watch it, I'll watch it on the Roku. And uh, I'll be like, dang, this movie is so bad. But I'll just wait till he comes on. Because, you know, they do a good job. And it's fun. But anyways, that is the bone saw for this episode. We'll be right back with a voicemail. Ooh. It's the question of the episode. The question of the episode. Call into the bone phone, leave your answer at the tone. Question of the episode. All right, our call. We this is one from uh, you. Remember Handsome Rob? He is Do here. I? Yeah, we we just hung out with him two weeks ago. Oh, Uga. right, right, right. Oh yeah, yeah up in in, uh, in Ogden. Yeah. So here we go. Right. Oh yeah, wrong, long flowing locks. In the two minutes, but this is a hot take. Oh dear. Evil Dead franchise. Yeah. Most inconsistent franchise in horror. All right, I'm going to try and run them down quick. Evil Dead 1. Straight horror. Low budget comedy. Fucking great movie. <laughs> he didn't say bad. Evil Dead 2. Horror comedy. Right. Probably because video nappies, right? They got it, in it trouble for Evil Dead 1. They lightened it up, green okay. blood, right. etc. I thought that was worse. Anyway, Army of Darkness, Hilarious. an adventure movie. It's basically Gulliver's Travels. There's a Gulliver's Travels moment. Yes, there is. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. What right? a wonderful Ash versus the Evil Dead. You know, we're splitting the difference between Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness. I think that's probably what most people think of when they think of Evil Dead. Honestly, 
I think most people can't tell the difference if they're really just Bruce Campbell fans or they like the Evil Dead. <laughs> All right. Evil Dead 2013. Yeah. It's a straight horror movie. Yeah, right, right, right. The unrated one's worse. All right. Yes, we get gore, but also the monsters make cheese dick comments that they didn't cut out of the movie. Ruined it. <laughs> Evil Dead Rise. It's basically Demons 2 minus the monsters coming out of the television. Lots of people are going to be upset about what I said. Maybe, maybe not. We want to talk about it. You know where to find me. You, you know where to find him. You can find him on stage <laughs> playing music with Toxic Holocaust. That's I right. I don't know if he's still doing Toxic Dose, to be honest with you, because, I mean, I know he was in that. I think that was basically you know his his thing, but now he's been playing with Toxic Holocaust for... What's with all these slasher... Or not slasher. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, um... Oh my! Now I just, I just uh, come on the big four of the, what the metal the. My brain is not working right now, but uh, like the like the crossover punk thrash. Oh right, thrash. Uh-huh. Yeah, the right, punk thrash. Right. Um, why do they? Well, there's a lot of toxic in that. There's a lot, a lot of toxic. Of, a lot of necro. Yeah, it's like yeah. guys. I mean, whatever. However, to talk. Here's the thing with Rob. With what Rob said. Who's a cool motherfucker. No, 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 he's cool. Yeah. In fact, uh, he rented out the, you know what we ought to do? He rented out this little theater up in Ogden. And if you don't know Ogden, Utah, it's kind of, there's a specific part that's kind of this old-timey, like, uh, um, prohibition time, you know, people would run shit under the, the, the street, all the alcohol and all this stuff. But it's a fun, it's kind of a, there's a street, it's kind of like this main street, it's called 25th, that... There's this little theater on that you would miss it. You blink and you miss it. In fact, mm. I knew what the address was. I walked by it a couple times, you know. And uh, he rented it out, and we watched uh, Reanimator, which yeah. is awesome. In fact, you know what we ought to do? So we ought to do a Christmas double feature. That'd there. be awesome. Oh, yeah, I'll put down the two hundred bucks. Yeah, I, and I, then uh, I had a good. It was good, although I filled up on beef jerky. Yeah, he got beef jerky yeah. and water, folks. He was yeah. a little partying. Yeah, but uh, no, that was super fun. And, and Rob, let's do that. I'll 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 do the two hundred dollars and. And then you people bring the booze and stuff, and then we'll uh, we'll just have a good time. How about yeah. that? That sounds great. I was just in uh, Ogden last Saturday. Oh, two Saturdays in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For uh, the Lebowski Fest. Oh, that's right. How was yeah. that? Dude. It was so awesome. Dude. Being in a theater with like 150 drunk Lebowskis. <laughs> that's the definition <laughs> of hell. It's awesome. Like I bet it's you, awesome. I bet you everyone was like, like that's your opinion, man. And I'll just over and over. It's like, jeez, man. No, it, it was. It's a blast. I bet it was. Yeah, yeah. It's a good time. So about what he said about the Evil Dead, I I have no problems with that because here's the thing. Right. There is, um, I don't, I I don't think that it was the video nasties that made it kind of go. I think they polished it up and kind of you know did yeah, a, yeah. did kind of a redo a little bit, but but I mean it wasn't like a remake because. He was there, and then new people showed up, right? I mean, a lot of people right. are like, well, what the crap happened? You know, it does a recap, but then he goes flying out the back as a deadite, and then the new people come up, and they think he's the one that killed everybody. So, you know, I think it's a pretty straight sequel. Um, but, I mean, I know that it's a little confusing at times. You know, there's little things here and there. But uh, that one, with all the screaming and all the, like, the blood and all the, just the noise, it's like, <laughs> that one was a little bit more nerve-wracking to me. Mm. But, uh yeah, but he's right. I mean, there's no, I mean, he's, I think he is spot on on everything. And I don't know if it's just the Bruce Campbell fan in me or not. Right. I understand the difference, but I love every single one of those. I'm a, you know how I feel about Evil Dead. Yeah. It's got to be one of my favorite franchises because I think it just keeps growing, changing, mixing it up. 
you can't have the same thing all the time. Well, that's you know that's I mean I, I mean right. here's the thing. Sometimes like Saw was the same thing all the time. And right, I love, right. Yeah. I love Saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. But Saw is definitely not as loved as like the Evil, Evil Dead, Dead for, right. for horror. Because I would say that I would argue Evil Dead. <clears throat> Well, it's gory in its own way. That saw it, gore, saw is a different gore. Well, it's dark. You know? It's a darker right, thing, right, right. Yeah, we get. That. But Evil Dead is just it's, it's just fun. Oh yeah. And the thing is, is I think I think the further along they got until the remake, and, and you know that it was I don't know I don't I can't really disagree with him on anything he said. You know, but it's like I can't disagree. Don't necessarily like it. But I can't disagree. Well, he didn't. He didn't say it was. It was one of the worst franchises. No, for he sure. Did it's not inconsistent. He said the most inconsistent. Which, which is fine. One man's inconsistent is another man's growing. Okay. Well, or, you know, changing. I mean, whatever makes you. Whatever makes you feel better, fancy pants. Um, but cool. So uh, yeah. So seriously though, Rob, we'll we'll, we'll figure out about. We'll do a double feature up there. I got a question. Let's see. Oh, maybe uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Let's hear. It. No, I got one. Okay, I want to know from the oh, listeners. Oh no, no. This is oh. this is now. Yeah. We're going into the next question of the episode. Right. Yeah. Because I forgot which, by this the way, question. Steve. Yeah. Steve is. An, it's his job now. Is it? It's his job. I am washing my hands <laughs> of getting people to call in. Stephen, it's your job to get people to call in. People are listening. I mean, I see the numbers. They're listening. You guys right, are listening. Right. You I, I want. I want to hear from folks. I do. I enjoy. I don't care. I'm I tired enjoy of hearing from people. I'm, I've, you know. I've been doing this so long. All the little people can suck my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tease. I'm just joking. Why am I such a dickhead? I, because I'm, it's Christmas time. Yeah, I'm all, I love Because it. that's what it is. It's Christmas. I love Christmas, yeah, though. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's my new question. Okay, Because I forgot last episode's question, which I think had to do with I don't know Halloween because it was the time of year. I don't know. I yeah. don't do that anymore. Yeah. So uh, I got a new question. Let's hear it. Okay. Let's hear about your favorite how uh, ha- uh, horror movie from the year you graduated. Ooh. We're doing ours. Yep. Let's hear from our listeners. What was their fra- favorite if they graduated high school or whatever? You know, if, if maybe they're still in high school. If which you, gra- you know, if you didn't I hope you're graduate you're high school. Yeah. You are. You, you are <laughs> not allowed to call in. Okay. If you did not graduate, no, I'm just, absolutely. If you I'm haven't just, graduated high school, absolutely call in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely want to hear from you. I'd like no, to. I, what 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 was your favorite movie from the year you graduated high school? That's my question. Call it in at three eight five three five one nine two seven three. That is three eight five three five one nine two seven three. Stephen. Yeah, Michael. I can only speak for my myself. Uh oh. When we get into this movie, or okay. this episode, which one? My perception. It's not uncommon for people to begin loving horror in yeah. their younger years, but by the time I was in high school, I was well along the path of being obsessed with horror for years and years and years. In fact, my freshman year in high school, I was well into the horror staples, but also the Empire and the Full Moon features was also coming out. That uh, was also like big and popular, so we were grabbing everything we could from there. Every shitty VHS tape. With the worse the cover, the better. Right. You know? Right. Um, graduated in nineteen ninety four, which is kind of a weird thing. Two years prior to Scream. And then uh, you know, but in, in the the eighty slashers, I mean they kind of quit around ninety, ninety one, stuff like that. But like I said, I never really felt like there was a lull in uh, you know, in the horror. But regardless of what you think about nineties horror, we're gonna be talking about a couple of movies. One from nineteen eighty eight. A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, The Dream Master. Dream Master. And the 90s, uh, one of the big budgets, this might be the biggest budget movie we've done on the show for a here, long here, time. Here's, a, here's something funny. Mm. What what Elm Street made 
at the box office is what they spent yeah. <laughs> on on uh, Interview of the Vampire. And that was seriously. seriously. And seriously. that was just yeah. buying yeah. deodorant for Brad Pitt. <laughs> but what do we do? Let's, let's start with a trailer for Nightmare on Elm Street, and we'll become we'll come right back to talk about it. Do you live here? Nobody lives here. Real terror. Christian! How long has it been since you've been on Elm Street? Welcome to a brand new nightmare. He is the first in fear. Will you help me? I'm sorry, someone help me, please! Second to none. Don't let them put you to sleep. He has no mercy. And no evil. Now no one sleeps. Get ready. This August, your wildest dreams will come true. How sweet, fresh meat. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 4. The Dream Master. All right, let's, are we ready? We're going? Let's go. All right. We're going. All right, let's talk about it. Nightmare on Elm Street 4. The Dream Master. <laughs> <laughs> this release date was August 19th. 1988. Do you remember where you were August 19th, 1988? 1988, I just turned 12. Oh my God. Yeah. Nice. IMDb, a 5.6. Rotten Tomatoes, 53%. Oh, okay. Directed by Rennie Harlan. Now, Rennie Harlan went on to, you know, this was his first like big budget American feature. Mm -hmm. He did one with Prison. Have you Uh, seen Prison? No, with uh, with Vigo. Yeah, with Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, and. um, who else? Another character actor. Oh, let's see. Oh, um, I, I can't. I can't. It's yeah. been a long time since I saw that, but it fits. It fits perfectly into this. You know, the the eighties horror movie, right, right? And you'll see like all the the cool like guys, electrocuted guys, and right. in the in the poster and the special effects. That the special effects lasted like two minutes total. Yeah. <laughs> and there, I mean, there was. Some, I'm not saying the movie was bad, but I I bought the Blu-ray not too long ago. I think they filmed it in Wyoming. Oh yeah, no kidding. Okay, right. yeah. And um, you know, I've heard conflict. Well, various things about how he got the directorial job of directing Elm Street Four. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, he stalked the producers, is what it sounds like, till they gave it to him. Because yeah. <laughs> he's just, I guess he's a big guy, like six yeah, he's four. Like six four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's big, like a Norwegian like Scandinavian, guy, yeah. you know. Yeah, like Viking, you know. And I guess he like. <laughs> he just kind of give me the director. He's, he's like yeah. Bob. You will give me this, right? Right. But he Bob's... went on. He went on to do what? Cliffhanger, uh-huh. and a whole bunch of other. Die stuff. Hard Two. Die Hard Die Two. Die Harder. Die Harder. Right. Uh, Deep Blue Sea. Ooh, which is I, which is an right. underrated one. I, right. I, I, like I, that I one. agree with you on that one. Yeah. yeah. Exorcist: The Beginning. Just yeah. to throw that in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He, okay. Let me let me mention one thing. The Covenant yeah. from 2006, which this was a really bad movie. But hearing him talk about it was so funny. I can't remember what he was talking about, 
but uh, he knew what he was making, so he's just like, yeah, you guys, I know what this is, and right, you know. Right. But it's ah, shoot, I, I I shouldn't have brought that up without getting the. I have a find <laughs> clip in my notes, find clip, and I never went back and found the clip. Anyways, go ahead. Let's all let's right. Forget I did that. Elm Street Four, The Dream Master, starring Lisa Wilcox, Danny Hassel, Tuesday Night. Yeah, which <laughs> yeah, that's a great name. Uh, Ken Sagos, Rodney Eastman, and the one, the only, Rook Bundy, Robert Englund. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, and you know what I found out? I was telling one of my coworkers I'm doing this one, and and he's like, "Well, hey, did you know that Robert Englund helped Mark Hamill get to land the role of Luke Skywalker?" How? Well, because they. Like we're friends in Hollywood at the time. Oh shit! And Mark Hamill would go and like hang out, crash on his couch or whatever. And um, he was auditioning for what, what movie? Like Apocalypse Now or something, you know? Okay. And across the hall, there uh, his agents like, oh, you know, uh, George Lucas is doing this space thing. Oh no shit! You know, you should. And, and so it was. He he didn't he didn't he didn't get uh, Luke Skywalker, but. He went home, and he says that he told Mark Hamill, "Yeah, you should go audition for it." Now, Mark Hamill says that his agent was already on it, and he, whatever, you know, Mark but, Hamill, you yeah, drink blue yeah. milk right from the udders of animals. There you go, there you go. But uh, but they knew each other. Oh, cool. That's yeah, cool. I mean, yeah. There That's you go. Weird, huh? Okay, the, um, Elm Street Four had a budget of six point five million, and the box office of. Forty-nine point four. Yeah. No. Now, why I think that's important mm-hmm. is because it was until Jason and Freddy the number one, the highest grossing of the Elm Streets. Mm-hmm. You know, a uh, theatrical, theatrical. Yes. Right. And um, just really in what the like seventeenth highest grossing of eighty-eight. Okay, I don't know. You know, right? Something like that. Mm-hmm. You know. Which is pretty good for a horror movie for it is. Especially on its fourth, you know, right, installment. Right, because you had all those other ones I'm talking about. Like- but Dream Warriors was huge and amazing. And I think that had a lot to do with this one being the biggest one. Right. Because everyone's like, holy shit, did you see Dream Warriors? So everybody comes out to number four. Right, right. To see it because Dream Warriors was so great. That's just, that's, I mean, I don't know that for sure. That's just You were 12. Of, well, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't around going, you know... No, no, I just I've seen that pattern like yeah. with the uh, no, it's other true movie, it's true. Uh, and Renly Harlan had a stipulation in it is that he wanted to bring back uh, Freddie, yeah, by a dog pissing fire, yeah. <laughs> and it, he did it straight up, right? And it, it, it's in there, yeah. You know, so that I think that that's pretty awesome. You know, you got to admit the dog pissing fire. It's pretty great. Well, yeah, but, but here, but the reason being is because you've got this wild dream state, right? Yeah, yeah. You've got Kincaid, who is in this obvious, like crazy looking, like if no, just ominous looking, like uh, junkyard, junkyard. Yeah, and you've got all this stuff, and it doesn't seem quite right. And then you're just like, oh, that dog is pissing fire. Right, right. It just, it just is the is uh, is my wife and daughter put it, it. It fit the aesthetic. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Following a year after a Nightmare on Elm Street three. Dream Warriors, <laughs> right? Kristen Kincaid, um, Kristen Kincaid, and Joey have returned to living a normal life, um, having uh, been released from Western Hills. Um, sorry, uh, mental institution. Kristen had a dream that she returns to the house of on Elm Street. She finds uh, a boiler room 
and she she goes to the Boyd room and and you know the foreshadow and uh, the return of Freddy Krueger. She calls Joey and Kincaid to her dream. They try to convince her that Freddy is dead and the boiler is cold. Mm-hmm. The next day, when um, when we meet Kristen's boyfriend Rick Johnson, best name ever. Now I think that the actor was Rick, and they just no no. Uh, who was that? Oh, Danny. His name is Danny, and they just call him Danny. But anyway, uh, Rick Johnson. Where the hell am I? I'm just kind of lost now. Uh, Rick Johnson and his sister, shy sister, Alice, you know, Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. along with uh, friends Sheila, who's a bookish, uh, who's bookish and has asthma, and Debbie, who is athletic and in strong dislike for bugs. We learned that off really close. Um, at school, Kristen, uh, Kincaid and Joey confront Kristen about the dream and tell her, it's over, we won. And they give her the warning that she keeps on dreaming about Freddy, that um, her uh, the dream warriors, along with the uh, new friends, will be confronted by Freddy Krueger. Will they survive? Watch Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, The Dream Master, and find out. You forgot one person. What, who? That uh, really had a big impact on this movie. Oh, shit. Um, you know when he pulls his, his uh, shirt apart and there's all the souls in his... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, you see the booby one? Oh, that's yeah. Linnea Quigley. <laughs> oh, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, because they are actors. They had this like big... Yeah, Freddy Krueger. And all it these... fell over one time. Right, like, right. When like... they're doing it, it fell over, right. Yeah. So here's my thing and why I like this. This is, I think... So in Dream Warriors, they had Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Right. But she didn't want to do uh, Elm Street 4. She mm-hmm. wanted to go on and do something... Uh, Non-horror-y. She didn't... Yeah. Right, she, right. She was too good for us. She, she went and did something along the... I don't, I don't know what it was, but then she ended up in like... Uh, like uh, shoot, not Cronenberg. What's his name? Lynch movies and well, well this, she was in stuff. she was in True Romance. Was yeah. well, that's a great fucking movie. No, no yeah, oh, listen, yeah. I'm not. I'm just yeah. all I'm saying to you is this: up hers. A Tuesday night's great, right? She's not in it that long, no. But uh, you know, that, you know, so we talked about number two where he comes out and it's like, ah, oh, right, right, is being a. Uh, <laughs> I went like this and nobody. I was like, uh, nobody saw me do the like running around motion, so that's not good for uh, audio. <laughs> <laughs> it looked good. You would from think, where I'm sitting, yeah, you would good. think that I would know that by now, but. Uh, no, but uh, so I was like, oh, that's a weird plot thing. Well, let me ask you something. This yeah. is, I love this movie. Like, I right. love right. this movie. Right. Um, but let me ask you something. I was watching it this time, and I haven't seen it in years. I'm watching it this time, and I'm like, okay, so all the kids from the, all the kids whose parents burned Freddy Krueger alive are now dead. Right. And now this is the next one. I wonder what happened. I mean, I, I wonder what's the reasoning. I mean, outside of they're still making a ton of money. You know, you know what it is? Freddy. Is that they could they could get away with changing getting not having uh-huh. Patricia Arquette with killing off Dream Warriors like uh-huh. when the first like but people you know, long the, for Freddy you know the, Freddy has got more lines more screen time more you know and this is like the MTVization yes. of Freddy Krueger and if and if you'll notice this is I think part three is the is the is the transition between you know uh, between the just the not necessarily silent, but very right, serious right. Freddy Krueger. Right. Even in the second one when he's running around like a jackass, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got the body. Uh, welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah. You know, you know. <laughs> By the way, it is hilarious how many times he says bitch. Oh, like to oh a yeah, girl. yeah, yeah. I'm watching my wife and I'm like, because you know when you're watching by yourself, like somebody will be like, hey, you watch that movie. How, how is it for kids? Does it have any nudity or gore? I'm like, 
shit, I don't know. Because, you know, I'm not really, right, I'm watching right. in front of her and, and he's just like, oh, I'll kill you, bitch. And I'm oh. like, broken, you call a girl a bitch? Like, just like that. Oh, oh yeah. So you we find Freddie on the beach. Mm-hmm. Freddie's popping up all over yeah, this movie. He's, you know? This is this is his. These oh, are now, this is the height. You see, it, and yeah. the thing is, is that the audience is now turned. They're not afraid of Freddie. They're cheering for Freddie. Well, yeah, because you know most of us hate children, right? Like high school, you know, kids. and so they don't care who is the the actors that are playing the high school kids. They just want to see him killed. I get, you know, Freddie just like, you know. How many slasher franchises did that happen Oh, with? dude. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of this time, yeah. Freddie's bigger than Michael. Yep. He's bigger than Jay. And mm-hmm. Chucky has just come out. Oh my gosh. Did he just say he's bigger I know. than Jason? Oh I know. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to have to. And Michael. Well, Michael's fine. He's yeah. he's fine. But you, you but, know it's true. But the thing is. Because Jason none of those none so of those movies did anywhere near what Elm Street Four did. Okay, Elm I'm Street Four did to... fifty million. What, what I'm gonna have to look. What I I, I I'm here to tell you. Like um, I don't believe you. Like look it up. You've been you've been I'm, I Michael Myers. Uh, you've been giving me this liberal Friday media 13. spin. <laughs> no, they, they okay. did. They didn't do over twenty million. <laughs> I, I I mean I, you know? it's not that I don't believe yeah. you. I just I find that hard to believe. I'm like, oh my gosh, because no, they didn't do they didn't do nearly half of what Elm Street did. Interesting. You because know what? Because eighty eighty eight. This is probably around. I mean, we're probably getting into part seven or part eight. On the uh, you know on the Friday the Thirteenth you know uh, series, but anyway, well, right, right, right. Uh, you know, it, but that's the thing is that people loved Freddy Krueger. They love the lines. They want the lines, and I think Renly Harlan recognized that. The studio recognized that, and oh, uh, and Robert England didn't really want to do it, you know. But they it just propelled Freddy even more. Uh, one of my favorite kills is. Um, uh, the the nerdy girl when he's like you want to suck face you know yeah exactly and, and, but knowing that when that when he when he's kissing her <laughs> his his Freddy teeth came out into her mouth oh yeah and she could taste what he had for lunch <laughs> that makes it on a bar bro that is gr- that is super gross <laughs> yeah, yeah I, no, I it's true but I mean the beach scene. Is awesome, you know. Who, who knows, you know, putting Freddie on the beach, you know, awesome, great. And, oh, oh, and one girl when she's working out to uh, uh, she uh, not she needs uh, Sinead, yeah, right. And she, you know, her, when her arms turned into cockroach she's arms like, and everything. Oh, that, that is so awesome. It is so good. And then what she was really great. What I really love is the repeat scene the of running out of the diner running out of the diner hey we, haven't we done this before you know and it's like uh, where the where are we even, oh, you know in yeah. the next one it gets better even when he's on a motorcycle and he turns right, into like right. robocop right. or whatever um there, okay so i was talking about the friday the 13th part six is my favorite friday the 13th oh, okay, okay. Right. a guy named tom mclaughlin took you know took that and uh he directed that and he kind of he put a lot of his like he made that look like the the opening uh, cemetery scene. He made it look like a, like a gothic cemetery right, and right. all this other stuff, and it was like really cool looking. And uh, they they were actually in starting production of this, and they they asked Tom McLaughlin to do it, but they'd already started and they'd already done whatever. And he's like, "Well, I want creative control," right? And they're like, "No." But I think and that that got me thinking: what a movie with Freddy Krueger in it. They had more of a gothic tinge, like more of a like an old school Frankenstein. Jacket. Okay, yeah, sure. I'm just curious, and yeah. I mean, we'll never find out, right? Right, right. At least not with the with the classic lineups and stuff like that. But no, I really I like him as a as a. I mean, Rennie Harlan did a great job. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I yeah. but he's one of my favorite. He he's probably he he directed my favorite fight of the thirteenth. I guess is what I'll say. But when we can't forget with Elm Street four, in Elm Street three they had 
Dawkin with Dream Warriors on the you know do the big thing the drama rama right but the, on this one they had Vinny the Vinny Vincent invasion oh my gosh I forget about that you see Vinny <laughs> have you seen Vinny Vincent lately oh no horrifying oh, rough oh, and my God. and and because it, they and they decided to like change it up went with the fat boys oh no no and not only <laughs> not only that. Okay. You're broadening out the market. You one know? of the one of the writers, uh, William Kotzwinkle, his name is not really Kotzwinkle, is it? Yes, it is. <laughs> he okay. He was a writer on this movie, but one of the he wrote one of the greatest masterpieces on this planet that we call Earth, which is he wrote the Fat Boys. Are you ready for Freddy? Video. <laughs> That's right. Oh my god! Can you believe? Yeah. Ready? Are you ready for Freddy? This wasn't even Will Prince, the Fresh Prince, and. You know, whatever. this was the Fat Boys. Right, are you right. ready for Freddy? Are you ready for Freddy? <laughs> Which is amazing. You forgot about the best kill of the whole thing, though. Oh, would I? Maybe I it's, haven't forgot it. I just we didn't talk about it yet. Well, I'm about to talk oh, about. Oh, which one? About 22 minutes in. Yeah. Um, Joey, the guy who was. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. That like, was a difficult. Okay, go ahead. The naked chick came up yeah. in his waterbed yeah. and yeah. pulled him down. I'm like, I would be gone too. That was a hard scene for them to film. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Was um, it took a while because you can't um, you can't CGI that stuff. No, you can't. You, know? you can't. And that was a, that was a difficult scene. That was a hard scene. And it would be scary as shit. Yeah. About oh, it. dude, going up because they had the whole setup below the bed and all mm-hmm. that. I mean, I'm not doing that, guys. Right, right. That is that is too scary. But you're right. That's a good kill. <clears throat> well, it's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I'd love this movie. There's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we could talk about as far as the back. The story, the backstory, and, and it's, you know, since it was a, a part of a successful franchise, you've got that, uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but that that uh, super long um, documentary about uh, all this stuff. They have mm. one for Friday the 13th as well, and right, you know, they right. go through. But this one, I can't remember what it is, what it's called, but it's really great. It's one of my, it's one of my favorite. I love all, I like I, I li- you know, I like all the Elm Streets up until this point. Mm-hmm. Past that, it gets a little murky for me. Honestly, well, um, I, like I said, know, five and six are still de- pretty decent to me. I think. Sure, sure, but I I love the first four, you yeah, know. Definitely, yeah. All right, cool. So, um, why don't we do this? Uh, pause real quick. Play a trailer for interview with the vampire. We'll be right back to talk about it. I want you to see we get started. So you want me to tell you the story of my life? I'll tell you my story. I'll tell you all of it. I'm flesh and blood, but not human. I haven't been human for 200 years. From the novel by Anne Rice. From Neil Jordan, the director of The Crying Game. I've come to answer your prayers. Life has no meaning anymore, does it? His name is Lestat. But what if I could give it back to you? Pluck out the pain give you another life one you could never imagine i can see you lying on a bit of satin he chose one man he gave him infinite power eternal life and a daughter who would be forever young this is the only real evil left and then he took the light of day. You're a vampire. You never knew what life was until it ran out in a red gush over your lips. I can't 
can't stand this any longer. You made us what we are, didn't you? God kills indiscriminately, and so shall we. Do you like dying? You condemn me to hell. Monster. Brad Pitt, Stephen Ray, Antonio Banderas, Kirsten Dunst, and Christian Slater. Interview with the Vampire. All right, everybody, we're back. You just heard the trailer for Interview with the Vampire, colon... No, not colon like your buttholes. He's, <laughs> they're just... They're their way. They're not... You know, they don't... We don't touch buttholes in this movie. They don't do it. But Colin the Vampire Chronicles is the subtitle, okay, guys? 1994, IMDb gives us a 7.5, directed by Neil Jordan. He has 25 directorial credits, um, and a lot of them are very, like, they're not fun, happy movies. No. <laughs> you know? Um, he did do one in 2012 that I really liked uh, called Byzantium, which is also uh, a, uh, a movie about very sad vampires. And I say that because... Um, uh, the, the DVD, I had the DVD come out, and he does the intro, and it's like, hi, I'm Neil Jordan, and I'm bringing to you an interview with the vampires, uh, a movie about the saddest vampires ever, or some crap like that, but it's like, so this is also a movie about very sad vampires. Um, in Dreams, he directed 1999, Annette Benning and Robert Downey Jr., where RDJ is a, a serial killer, and her dreams connect him them together. Right, right. The Crying Game, 1992. Chick with Dick. You can't say that anymore. <laughs> Sorry. I keep forgetting. Uh, this is a shocker in the company of wolves from 1984. Oh, one of my favorites. And that, isn't that wild that it was Angela Lansbury? Yeah. Murder She Wrote. It's like, yeah. my goodness. That that lady's been old forever. Yeah. You know, th- th- you know what? I will I will I will fight anybody if they it's one of the I think it's one of the it best is. werewolf transformation. Nobody scenes wants to fight ever. you over that. Okay, I know. Well, it's know. true. What's better? What American Werewolf in London, The Howling? Sure, I don't know. They're both really amazing, uh, but Company I, Wolves. I to be honest, awesome. with you, I haven't seen it probably since early '90s, so I would. I, would I think to check it, it out again. I think it was on. Um, uh, what do you call it? Shutter. Oh yeah, I think it is yeah, too. To be honest yeah. with you. Um, um, anyways, uh, interestingly enough, this uh, the novel is based off a novel written by Anne Rice. And uh, she also wrote the screenplay for this movie. Right, right. So that, what, that's pretty cool. I mean, you talk about, you know, the two, you know, you're comparing a movie and a book. And it's to me, it's difficult because they're two different mediums. But when you have the same writer, you know, you have the oh, actual yeah. writer, yeah. you know, translating this to the different medium. I think that's pretty cool. Um, Tom Cruise starred as Lestat de Lancôte. Brad Pitt is Louis de Pont du Lac. Antonio Banderas is Armand. Stephen Ray, who I loved in this movie, Santiago, he was kind of the playful one. Whatever you got, Christian Slater as the boy, or Daniel Malloy, you also have Kirsten Dunst as Claudia, who has one of the greatest and greatest lines in this. Anytime somebody says, um, hey, Mike, do you want this? I look at them and I say, I have dozens, you realize. (laughs) Oh, when he gives her the doll? doll. Another doll. I have dozens, you realize. Why do you always give me a doll on this day? Yeah, it's like, (laughs) I have dozens, you realize. Right. Okay. 
This movie starts out in, in modern day San Francisco. Uh, Daniel Malloy has talked it talked Louis de Pointe du Lac into being he, he's he's an interviewer of people. He he takes people's stories and he collects them for something. I don't know. I don't know why they're in this room, but why I don't know if I would dare to to get a person and go. Hey, got a room? Uh, let's uh, you know interview whatever. That's neither here nor there. Um, Louis tells him that he is a vampire. And, you know, does this, his little rigmarole, he doesn't believe him, but then after not too long, he starts telling the story. It was 1791, I was 24 at the time, a man in those days. And Lubba starts clear back then. Is this your Louis? <laughs> that, that's, not, that's not Brad Pitt's Louis. That's just my, how I pictured if somebody asked me something, I'd be like, that's my it all started Louis. in 1976 in the small town of Bountiful, Utah. <laughs> but uh, um, no, basically, so he tells a story. He tells a story about uh, how he was uh, made, how he was made into a vampire, Lestat, who was his sire, if you will, and uh, kind of the the things that he went through uh, with them, and, and how he, you know, ended up making another tiny midget vampire, which was just a young girl, but uh, there was a, a body of a twelve year old, but the mind, eventually, a mind of a, a much older woman. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know why I'm talking like that. Right? I don't know either. Um, <laughs> but anyways, no, it, it, you know, it, it's just a very. It, it, I, I don't know uh, how much you want to go into it because it's very interesting. He he, Louis. Is uh, I think Lestat is the is like we follow Louis' story, okay? But Lestat is this enigmatic, um, charismatic, uh, you know, uncaring, and yet it's it's re- it's really weird because he doesn't seem to care, but they're but about what Louis does, but he also is like somehow attached, you know. And it's just this weird like like <laughs> vampire. I don't want to call it like a love story because I feel like it I feel is. like they I feel like they like. Uh, well, yeah, and, and in the book they describe it. They don't like have like, um, like gay sex and stuff like that, right? In the book, but they have this this connection between them that is unlike anything our mortal brains can understand. And it's something like that. It's very strange, uh, but whatever. Anyway, so um, it's their misadventures through time, you know, and in. While Louis is uh, trying to figure out the the meaning of being a vampire and why they are the way they are, and uh, it's funny because Lestat, if you think about this, how wild this is, as just an idea, Lestat is jealous of Louis because of he still has his human guilt and his his human conscience, and it's like, bro, that would suck, you know. But no, but it's like, but it means so many, uh, it means so much to Lestat. He's so jealous and all that, blah blah blah. Uh, and also, this isn't just a stupid uh, drama. There's also some pretty cool vampire stuff. And <coughs> there's a, you know, whatever. Anyway, so, I mean, that I mean I think we've all seen it. I think we all know about it. Um, I did go see this in the theater. And I have to admit, I was a little iffy on it, right? And I'm like, okay, this is a horror movie, whatever. But it's... Uh, um, it's funny because, and you know, I'd never, re- I hadn't read the books at this time. And since then I've read all of the vampire chronicles. And oh. I, I know they're, I mean, okay. When I say read, I meant listen to them. You right. Know, but, right. But basically it, it's strange because this doesn't seem like a, a series that a guy like me would be interested in, but I feel like it's, it's very, she is a great writer. She does a great job describing things. And I think a lot of that came out in the movie as well. Although it's, it's not, you know, when you have 30 pages to describe, 
you know, a, you know, a, a, a specific, not 30, maybe like two or three pages to describe a feeling or a thought, whatever, in a book, you know, you kind of have to assume that is what's going on in the movie because it's, like I said, a different medium. But I think she did a great job in that, in you know, while building the screenplay. Um, I went and saw it, but I was like, I don't know if I want to see this, but it wasn't until um, <laughs> I was watching the show and Oprah was like, I went to it. And I felt this dark presence. Oh, yeah, she walked out. Yeah, and she walked out. <laughs> and then she even, she's like, I love Tom Cruise. But Tommy, I cannot watch that movie. And they, I, I saw this video just looking at him like, like 25, 30 years later. Right, right. He, she's, he, he's just laughing at her. He's like, I'll send you the DVD. You know, and it, it's still so funny. But that got me into it. Yeah, that got me to go watch it. Oprah's, Oprah's. Oprah's, it's just like, oh, God, geez, I got to see Oprah's that. refusal to watch it got you into it. And okay. It was, and it was dark because it's like, I remember he's like, he his 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 uh, wife and kid were killed. And so he's kind of this suicidal dude before he turns into a vampire. And one of my favorite, one of my favorite uh, lines is when they're playing, uh, he drops four aces in a game of poker and he, and he and deals the guys accused him of cheating. He goes, are you accusing me of cheating? He goes, I am calling you a piece of stinking awful. And you've got to, I just love stinking awful. I'm going to start using that. Yeah. And I learned it's a O F F a L. And that's an actually term for like gross guts. Well, right, right. <clears throat> Bottom line is this movie is great. Uh, it was, it's, un, it's unlike a lot of the horror movies you watch. It's, it's, it's kind of more of a, a dramatic, um, you know, uh, deeper, not happy at all. This is one of the sad, like I said, these are sad ass vampires. But no, I, I really liked it. What'd you think? Um, so when this came out in 94, I had read uh, Interview with the Vampire, Vampire Lestat, and Queen of the Damned. Okay. You say I got into it. I read uh, when Vampire Lestat came out. I hadn't read Interview before, but I read that. I picked it up. I had some friends reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I read that. And then I read Interview. I mean, Vampire of the Stot. Mm-hmm. And then when Queen of the Dan came out, what, 91, 92? I have no idea. Yeah. And so I, I read that. So I was really hyped to see it. Now, oh, yeah? when I read Interview of the Vampire, I thought, you know, Lestat was terrible, horrible, you know, and Louis. But then when I read Interview uh, Vampire Lestat, I thought Louis was a bitch. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out L- both L- were L- right. Lestat was just. You know, uh-huh. I was like, oh, I can really feel what he's going, you know. And, yeah, right. And, um, you know, yeah. So I was a, already a really big fan oh, of, that's cool. yeah. of the Vampire Chronicles. And I think um, I think Anne Rice's writing is amazing. Yeah, I do too. You know, she, it's super poetic and uh, just awesome to where, you know, I could I could feel it. I could mm-hmm. get into it. And um, when it came out, it was announced, well, first, of you know, Tom Cruise's Vampire of the I wasn't happy. Well, neither was uh, Anne Rice. Right. She she actually wrote the book having Rutger Hauer in mind as Which, she was writing the book in 1976. Right, right. She, it says here that she was thinking about a French actor named Elaine Dion, mm. who you look at him, and it looks like the guy who plays Lestat in, this, yeah. in the new series. Kind okay, of. okay. And then, but uh, they were thinking that they were going to get Julian Sands for the part. Oh, the okay. He wasn't big enough name at the time, but I think he would have done fantastic. Right. But the problem is... Is when anybody's up against a role with the man Tommy. Right. Tommy's going to win and he's going to destroy you. So there right. you go. But do I still think Tom Cruise is a great vampire Lestat? Watch what you say. I'll give him 7.5. Out of 10? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You know, uh, Brad Pitt is Louis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Kristen Dunst. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh-huh. I think she's awesome. But my favorite 
Antonio Banderas. Well, uh, it's it, and that's funny because As in Armand, the books, in the know. books, he's described totally different. Right, right. But but it's fine because he are he does such a great job as Armand Santiago is is Santiago's my, great is my right. is my sleeper favorite character. Sure, sure. And the only reason he's a sleeper is because he's only in like the third act of the right, movie right. because you know they were not even yeah. you know. But in wherever. So I think there's some great scenes when they're in Paris at yeah. the theater. That's awesome. You just like the boobies and the bush. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh, you know, and it was sad when um when they put him in the in the sun when yeah. you know Claudia, Claudia and her new little plaything. Mm-hmm, yeah, where and they, they they burned to death and everything. Uh there was that but I re- I really feel like that the saving grace of the movie is that Anne Rice did the screenplay. I no, I absolutely do that. In yeah. the line, I have dozens. You realize is puts it above and beyond for me. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I, I just love that. This I love this movie. You know, it, mostly because it, I mean it's directed well, and you know Christian Slater is great. And you know, in the very beginning of it, I always am trying to figure out if they're filming that or the outside shot of that is the Columbus Building. Somebody can tell me in San Francisco, which is owned by. Uh, I think Dino De Laurentiis. No, 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 no. Um, uh, not Dino De Laurentiis. Uh, uh, Zootrope. Who who owns um, um, the other director? Mm-hmm. Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's my favorite building in San Francisco. It's um like where uh the financial district and the uh, Chinatown and North Beach kind of connect. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, I have no idea. I'm saying, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's an awesome building. Anyway. Um, I love the movie. It's great. I do too. Yeah. Here and there's there's a couple of things I want to bring up too. I mean, I we could talk about this movie. We could talk about all the little uh, jots and tittles of it, and you yeah. know, you'll get really deep into it and with the with the trivia stuff like that too. But I think that um, I mean, I get. I mean, in all honesty, I understand why after you know reading the book, after even after seeing Stuart Townsend do uh, Lestat and Queen mm-hmm. of the Damned, which is a right, which right. I like that movie. Yeah. I think he kind of plays it more. Like I would picture him than Tom Cruise. I agree to with, be you. with you. I agree with you. But, um, t- but uh, there, there's a couple things I wanted to mention. Uh, Louis Brad Pitt um, was he tried to get out of this movie. He's like, this is too dark. Yeah, I am yeah. miserable in this. This is I hate this. I'm, I mean, how much will it take for me to buy out my thing? And then they told him a number. He's like, okay, fine, I can't do it. So right, he, right. he was miserable in the movie. He was miserable while as Brad Pitt while he's playing the character who is miserable, right? So, Which maybe his being miserable. That's what I'm saying. You know, translates and makes the movie even better. Like Harrison Ford in Blade Runner was miserable doing Blade Runner. <laughs> I think that the, if you think about it, how many how many times night scenes, snow, rain, all this stuff. I mean, you can't be pump. Right, you can't be right, pumped for right, that, you know. Sure. And you know, I always think about Jackie Chan doing his own stunts and like, oh, how yeah, how can you like smile and do all this stuff and get your ass kicked? He's Jackie Chan, man. Well, I know he's Jackie yeah. Chan, but it's like, uh, but the the one last thing I want to uh, I wanted to mention that uh, Rice, like we talked about, it, Anne Rice was pissed off that Cruz was cast, you know. Right. So she's like, I am recusing myself from the production, and she didn't even watch the movie until the direct, the producer sent her a VHS copy of it. And actually, she watched it, and she was like, what? Tom Cruise did such a great job. She wrote him a letter of apology, which she should have done to me, because it's Tom. Okay? And and uh, uh, rec- uh, recorded a two-minute video endorsing the film. Um, it, was, it, was, uh, it was actually a special feature on the uh, VHS release. Um, but she also took out a two-page uh, ad in Vanity Fair New York Times saying, hey, this is a masterpiece. Wow. So it's like, wow. so that's how much that Tom, like, 
I understand that Tom Cruise plays Tom Cruise in like most movies. Right, right, right. My my <laughs> personal favorite Tom Cruise movies are Taps and Legend. Yeah, that's okay. Those are okay. <laughs> Mine are all the ones where he's a badass, okay? Which is everyone if you think about and, it. And Taps because when he gets lit up and he's got the the M60 there shooting and then and the tank just lights Correct. him yeah. up and the, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're hilarious, you <laughs> punk ass. <laughs> You guys don't. You don't understand. There's only one man that I can respect, even though he wears those platform shoes, and it's Tom. Okay. Now, but in all seriousness, this is a great movie. It was a big one um, for me when it, you know growing up, and it was like you know. So it's finally the. I mean, we'd had big. We'd had big. Uh, like we'd had uh, uh, inter- uh, not interview with our. Um, oh my gosh! Now I'm uh, Silence of the Lambs. You know, we'd had big oh, budget yeah. horror. We, yeah. We've had you know a lot of big budget horror, but. A lot of it that I was watching at that time were direct-to-video, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, and not just those, but but the ones that even were coming to the theaters weren't nearly that big. Right, Scream right. hadn't come out yet. Event Horizon hadn't, you know, that was still years off, you know. So it's like the 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 horror that we were that we were consuming at the time was ninety nine percent video. We go mm-hmm. to this, we see this big, huge, like no, you know, spare no expense on the. On the production and and the look and the feel and how everything was just gorgeous in it and all this stuff and and that girl said I have dozens you realize it was just perfect no yeah and yeah. so no I loved it and it's like I don't know it sometimes I think it's weird because I feel like Anne Rice might be a little bit more for like sad women <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know what what a gross over two hundred million I don't I have I didn't really look at that but it yeah. won a shit ton of awards which it should have. You know, yeah. like a lot of like costume design and set design. You know, so stuff we like got that, you know? Uh, best horror film, best performance by a youth actress, best right. makeup, best costume, uh, best horror film, best director, best cinematography, best villain, best on screen team. Blah blah. We go on and on and on forever. Um, it also um, it won a Razzie for the worst screen couple, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. <laughs> Those guys can SMD because whatever. Stan Wilson did the makeup effects. Right. Oh, sorry, right. Stan, Winst- Stan, Stan Winston. Stan Winston. Sorry. Right. Who directed one of the greatest movies of all time, Pumpkinhead? But he's all obviously known more for his special effects and makeup stuff like that. Anyway, so there you go. I this is a good one. Obviously, you've probably seen both of these, but uh, it's fun to revisit. If you haven't seen it in a while, go check it out. Um, I would even suggest you. I, I here's my problem with today's horror. Oh, let's let's hear it. Now they're like like I was excited for the Mayfair witches to come out. Right, you know, I've never read those, but uh, you know the series and then. And then the new series, Interview with the Vampire. And everything's a series now. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I, I do not, like, and, and even the one, the Mike Flanagan one, the, the Fall of the House of Usher. Oh, You okay. know, it's like I watched. I had a hard time getting into it. I, I watched one episode, and I thought it was fine, but I'm thinking to myself, I have, like, X amount of episodes left. I don't know right. if I want to, you know, invest as much time. The, now we're getting, oh, we're getting a new series of this. We're getting, just make some movies. Okay, please. You yeah, know? yeah. I get this series are probably it's funny because um when we were kids and when I was, you know, watching Seinfeld, there was no season X, episode X, you know, it was just right, like right. oh the new Seinfeld's on tonight, you know, whatever. But now it's like but you it's easier to to consume. They they make it nice and and organized and you can just go through and you can binge and all this well, stuff. Well, I think that's what streaming has done for That's what know, I'm saying. Yeah. I think that's that's why it is the way it is. I don't think the movies will ever stop being made. But it's like I want. I don't. I don't want to spend twelve hours. You I don't know. know. For thing. me, it depends on what it is. Like, there's some things that I like, like really get into when I want. Like Ozark. I think Ozark is. I tried it. Oh, I just and I, it was fine. I didn't. Oh, it's yeah. not that I didn't like it. I was just like, 
I I I don't know if I want to stay with this. I mean, back with when Dexter, I watched all those. Yeah, back with yeah. Breaking Bad, I watched all those. Sons oh, of Breaking Anarchy. Bad, is, yeah. I watched Better all Call Saul. Yeah, I I started watching those too, but I'm like, oh, love I them. didn't for no other reason. Not that it was bad. It's just I kind of quit watching because it was just right, like a right, lot. Right. It's like a commitment. I'm like, bros, I'll commit to you two hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, that's all I got for the show. Check those out. Um, Steve, why don't you remind everybody of the question of the episode? The question of the episode is What was your favorite horror movie the year you graduated high school? Call that in at 385-351-9273. Again, that is 385-351-9273. So, you got anything else for the fine folks? No. So, for the Corpse Cast, we will catch you guys later. Say bye. Bye.